My name is Keila Fowler, and this is the Loves to Chat podcast. I'm the founder and CEO of a makeup education company called 85 Beauty, but I have a lot of identities. And since they're all going to be running wild here, let me introduce you to some of them. Daughter, friend, sister, aunt, former teacher, makeup artist, geriatric millennial. Oh, why do they even call us that? And so much more. On the Loves to Chat podcast, I'm going to be talking about the hopes and dreams we had for our lives as kids and how we reconcile them with the adult lives we currently live day to day. If you're ready to have some company as you go on the grocery run, wash the dishes, commute to work, are we still doing that? Or wherever you find yourself, let's chat. Welcome back to the Loves to Chat podcast. If you're listening for the first time, I'm so happy to hang with you. If you're a returning listener, I'm so pumped we get to hang together again. Y'all, before we jump into today's chat, I wanted to thank you all so much for the love on the podcast. It's been so fun getting comments and messages and watching the download stats, seeing people follow on Instagram at Loves to Chat. Seriously, please continue to rate, subscribe, share this podcast with your friends. I give you my full permission, but you don't need it. In fact, that's what we're going to be chatting about today. The idea of needing permission to do things you want to do as an adult. I like routines. I like guidelines. I like structure. But I definitely consider myself a recovering rule follower. Mostly because I found in the last few years that doing what felt like following the rules has often led to me staying unhappy in a situation for longer than necessary because I thought it was the right thing to do. So being a rule follower as a kid led me to good grades and getting rewards and, you know, all of the positive not affirmations, but more so like, um, you know, I can't even think of the word, you know, and praise, that's it. Praise from teachers, from parents, friends, parents, all that jazz, right? You just, if you're somebody who really is like externally motivated by hearing great job, totally me, then that really works for you being a rule follower. But if not, then this is probably not going to resonate as much for you. And that's okay too. But what's important is that I say recovering rule follower, because like I said, so many things have happened that I'm like, yeah, by following the rules, it's only kind of led me sometimes to feeling less inspired by my life, less excited, less happy being somewhere I don't want to be for longer than I should be because it felt like what I should be doing. So shout out to therapy. It make it does wonders. <laughs> I remember chatting with a friend at work a few years ago about needing to take a personal day. 
and how desperate I was for a break, but not being able to like justify it. Do you know what I mean? When you are like, well, I mean, it's going to inconvenience other people. Somebody's going to have to pick up my slack. I'm going to have to figure out a way to fix things, blah, 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 blah. I remember in that conversation where I was trying to justify everything, I sat there listing off all the reasons I shouldn't take the day. And finally, she said to me, Keela, I give you permission. And it was like something unlocked in my brain at that moment. I had permission to take that day off simply because someone else said I could. Someone else. That wasn't me. But here's what's so weird about that. When I look back on it with clarity and better understanding, she wasn't my boss. She didn't work in the HR department. She was just someone that wasn't me. I mean, think about that for a moment. How often do you not do things simply because you're waiting for someone else to tell you you're allowed? I have found that really difficult in my early adulthood. And apparently for me, it was like literally most of my life. (laughs) I started to question what else was I not giving myself permission to do or not do? As a kid, I thought I would feel like an adult a lot sooner than when I actually did. The thing that I personally wrestle with the most is like other people's expectations, right? Family members, bosses, friends. It's what has brought the most amount of conflict in my life. I, it's not that I care about other people in the grand scheme of things of like, if they don't agree with me, it's more so like, I don't like to disappoint people. And what about if you've already like set this, like you kind of set these expectations based on your past behavior. If you want to do something different, like then what does that mean and say, and like, do you have to like have a whole conversation about it? It's just like too many steps and too much work. And, um, yeah, I don't, It's weird when you say these things out loud, like right when you have these epiphanies about yourself and you're like, hmm, okay, yeah. Why why do you think that way? Why do you feel that way? Is it all in your head? And quite frankly, for me, most of the time the answer is yes. It is all in my head. But let's get back to the point for a second here. I once read somewhere, it was maybe Instagram, but this quote that said, You're always doing exactly what you want to be doing. And when I read that, I was like, not true. Mm -mm. Because I'm not always wanting to be at work, but I'm still working. And then when I carried that through, I was like, yeah, but I do want to be having dinner at the end of the day. I do want to be able to pay my rent to live where I live. I do want to be able to go to concerts, movies, have fun times with friends, take vacation, and all of that requires money. And so if I want to be doing those things, I need to make money. So yes, I guess I am at this job when I don't truly want to be there in the moment, but in the long run, I am always doing what I want to be doing. I don't think it tracks for every single part of life, but it does give some, some like structure every so often when I need to kind of do a gut check. 
But the point of today's episode is to remind you and myself that we are the ones who give ourselves permission to change or to stay the same because we're not kids anymore. We get to choose. As a kid, so much is decided for you, as it should be, right? It's reasonable, it makes sense. But I feel like the late, like mid late teen years bring up a lot of friction because you're becoming much more aware of your own desires, how you wanna live, what you do and don't agree with, but you rarely ever have the agency you crave to be the decision maker. That's just not one of the things that's open to you. And you have all of these questions about like, not even questions, you have questions, but you also have ideas, right? You have a better idea of how to do something. But like, think about these things, right? Are you living where you want? Are you eating what you want, right? Like I remember one of the greatest things about making my own money was getting to decide what I wanted to, what did I wanna have for dinner? I could buy it, I could make it, I could do all of those things and it was completely up to me. That's not to say I didn't get to like (laughs) ask for certain things for dinner as a kid, but literally all of the decisions become yours. The consequences become yours too, but you truly get to choose as an adult. It's quite a thing. So I'm going to give you three examples today of when it became clear to me that I needed to give myself permission to do what I truly wanted to do. Here's number one, transferring college. Now, I'm the person telling this story. (laughs) I say that because there are people in my family who might tell this story differently based on their perspective, and that's cool. But from my perspective, transferring college was one of the biggest deals of my young adult life. And it was because so many people, my parents, my grandparents, my aunts, they loved the school that I started at. They loved, they loved it. They were happy to go there. They were, they were happy to visit me there. They enjoyed it. I Don't get me wrong, I chose it. So I enjoyed it too, but it just wasn't the right place for me. And I don't think I had all of the words to clearly articulate why it didn't feel right. And what's frustrating is that if you are somebody who gets a vibe, right? Like a feeling about something, that's all you truly need to be able to move forward. And that's how I felt about school. I felt that it wasn't the right place and there weren't enough words to describe why. But ultimately, I transferred. And it was like everything opened up. I suddenly was in a place that was just more vibrant. It, the city I was in matched my own energy. I really enjoyed it. I just didn't feel like the college that I started at matched the vision I had for the college experience I wanted to have. I made some of my greatest friends there and I treasure them, and I'm so thankful for that time, I wouldn't do it differently if I could go back and make, I'd make the same decisions. I totally would. But I absolutely faced a lot of frustration 
with my parents talking about wanting to transfer, talking about needing to transfer, and then eventually getting the application and putting in my application to in fact transfer. Second time that I had to give myself permission. Now, let me be clear. I didn't promise that these were going to be in any type of order of importance or any type of order of like from small decision to big decision, from small moment to big moment or any other which way. Just stick with me here. The second time was when I had to tell my mom, my aunts, and my grandmother not to buy me anything for my kitchen. Now, the reason that this is big is because I come from a family of really generous people. And one of the things that we tend to do is when we see something that we like and we think you might like it too, we get one for us, we get one for you. That's just how it goes. How do you say no to generosity? That is what I was facing. How do I say no to generosity? This is how. When you recognize that you're about to move into your first apartment and you have limited space. That's what I was facing. We all love kitchen stuff. I One of my favorite things to do is to literally walk the aisles of home goods. I don't need anything. I just like to look at the pretty things. There's so many pretty things. Look at those cute little... Those cute little measuring cups. Oh my gosh, that ice cream scoop. Ooh, bowls. I love bowls. I eat lots of yummy things out of bowls. I need none of it. Neither do you probably. But I'm just saying, I love some kitchen stuff. I just don't need it. And so if every time my mom, my aunts, my grandmother saw something cute and bought it for me, I would have no more room in my kitchen. So I had to tell them. And bless them because they all totally respected my request. They haven't bought me a single thing for my kitchen unless I specifically requested it. I am so, so thankful. Okay, number three. This actually has probably been one of the biggest ones. I had to give myself permission to leave teaching. This was really, really hard. And I could spend an entire podcast episode talking about all of the reasons why, the ins and outs, the ups and downs, the right, all of that. But what was most important is that I was really unhappy. And your job is a place that you go. You spend a considerable amount of your time there. And I tried to change grade levels. I tried to change schools. I tried to change my outlook. I worked in another city. And what it really came down to was as much as I loved teaching kids and working with kids, that part absolutely rocks, will never stop being something that I absolutely love doing all of the other things that came with it that were difficult and not within my control and really, really hard far outweighed the enjoyment I got 
from the actual teaching part. And I had to decide to choose to do something really hard, leaving teaching, in order to choose myself. I needed to be happy. I needed to give myself permission to choose me and to be happy. And it's a decision I'm glad I made. I've spoken a lot about giving ourselves permission to change, right? But I didn't want to leave you without having a quick chat about saying the same. So we often think about like, I, I'm going to be a grown up. I'm going to make the rules. Oh my gosh. One of my favorite quotes. So my family, we love Home Alone. Love Home Alone. It's so good. One of my favorite quotes from that movie is when, <laughs> when Kevin is standing at the top of the stairs and he goes, when I grow up and I get married, I'm living alone. You hear me? I'm living alone. I'm living alone. It took years for my brother and I to understand what he actually said. Dude, when you grow up and get married, you're going to live by yourself? Come again? Okay. Here, here's the thing. 37-year-old version of me, I respect it. But the reality of that is he was like singing all of our battle cries, right? When I grow up and I get to make the decisions, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it differently. But what about all the things that we don't want to do differently? What about the ways that we want to stay the same? Because we like it, right? Sometimes we can become a bit consumed with wanting to be independent and wanting to stand out. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's also important to recognize when you don't want to change. When you realize you like the way that things are, or you agree with how something has been set up for you. So I have three examples of that as well. Number one, family traditions. Now, I don't love every single family tradition just for the sake of being a tradition. That's not, that's not my, my end game here. I have proposed a few changes over the years, but one that I absolutely, oh, what are words? You'll get used to that. I fumble over my words all the time. I'm not going to edit that out because that's me. So I, this is a thing that happens. You can ask any of my students. It happens all the time and we just roll with it. So what I was saying is one of the things that I absolutely love is our family trip to Virginia. I adore it. We go to the same stores. We eat at the same restaurants. There's something so beautiful about the predictability the next generation getting to have the same experiences as kids that we had as kids that my mom had as a kid. Like I just, I am here for it. I don't want it to ever go away. If I ever have children, they will be going to Virginia every year. It must stay. Other people might feel differently, but I absolutely want that to stay the same. I give myself permission to keep that the same. Number two, I love television. <laughs> Listen, I always have. I enjoy great writing. I enjoy impeccable storytelling, falling into the world that's been crafted for the viewers. Y'all, I cry at the end of every 
TV series that I watch. It's like saying goodbye to friends you've spent years with. It gets me every single time. I have no chill. Like right now, I'm gearing up for the end of Legacies because it is truly the end of the Vampire Diaries saga, which includes the Vampire Diaries, the originals, and Legacies. Y'all, I've been watching this I've been watching these writers and these characters for like 15 what's that 15 years or something ridiculous like that I will be an absolute mess y'all this is us did you watch this is us too much it was it it was beautiful I ugh, so many feelings so many feelings but truly I love watching tv talking about tv that ain't gonna change ever I give myself full permission to always love tv and sometimes choose it over reading. Many times. Many times I choose it over reading. I love reading, but like, man, I love TV. Number three, being a cautious and careful considerer of like every decision. I think everything through. Listen, I like to take my time. I like to process the information, consider my option, weigh the pros and cons and make a decision I can feel really good about. Like, here's looking at you, Rory Gilmore. That is the Gilmore Girls reference. You should get used to them. I just need to think things through. Every single time I have made a split second decision where it's like, hey, three, two, one, stop or go. Three, two, one, left or right. Three, two, one, up or down. I always make the wrong decision. I always regret it. I will beat myself up for it for a ridiculous amount of time and then be upset about the fact that I didn't take my time to really think it through. That's just how it is, y'all. I have long admired people who can jump right in, make a choice, and just go. I am just not that person. I'm not. It's just baked in me. I, I give myself full permission to stay the same. And I give myself full permission to advocate for myself so that I can stay the same because just because somebody does it differently doesn't make them right and me wrong. There's an extra little bonus for you. Now, I would love to hear from you, okay? Name a time when you had to give yourself permission to do something. What was it? How did it feel? Did it propel you to continue choosing the things that matter to you in life? And how are you giving yourself permission to honor the things about you that you treasure staying the same? Listen, this podcast is all about walking alongside each other. So go leave a comment on my Instagram at loves to chat and let's discuss. Help get the word out about the Loves to Chat podcast. I want you to subscribe, leave a comment, share it with your friends and family on social media, and of course, via the original social media, word of mouth, right? I will chat with y'all next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Loves to Chat podcast. New episodes for the summer series come out every Wednesday. Make sure to subscribe to the Loves to Chat podcast on whatever platform you prefer to listen to podcasts. Leave a comment on this episode and let me know what resonated with you, made you laugh, or is going to have you thinking for the rest of the day. Follow me on Instagram at Keela Fowler, spelled K-E-E-L-A-F-O-W-L-E-R. Now let's go out there and live our lives in such a way that it would make the little kids in us proud. I'll see you next week.